0: everybody this is tessa your rpg mom i am just popping in to say hello to everyone uh i know that dallas is not in this episode but it will be just as delightful as uh, our usual ones i wanted to take a quick moment to give a shout out to our amazing amazing sponsor diehard dice uh they have just come out with a set of vampire the masquerade dice sets um both a red and black set for your Hunger Dice and your regular dice. They are absolutely gorgeous. And right now, if you go to dieharddice.com and use the coupon code FANGANG, you will receive 15% off your first order. So hurry down to dieharddice.com and go ahead and find yourself some amazing dice. They are... Just incredible. I have a set of their metal dice that feel phenomenal in the hand and they roll very, very well for me. So thank you so much, Die Hard. We love you so much and we really appreciate being you being our sponsor. Um also also if you are going to WonderCon, uh some of the people in the cast will be there for the NerdSmith meetup event happening on Saturday night. And we hope to see you there. NerdSmith is our parent network, and we are a proud member and happy to be affiliated with them. Uh, Just so you know that this episode does deal with some rather intense emotions and uh, potentially disturbing content. So please, if you don't feel like this is something that you can handle right now in your life, please know that we completely understand. Um, Abuse is never something that is easy to process, and self-care is the most important thing out there. We understand if that means that you skip parts of this episode. Our goal, as always, is to highlight that humanity is just as monstrous as the vampires that we have become. So sit back, relax. We love you very much, and we will see you at the end of the episode. Last time on In Vain
1: been wanting to say something and he just interrupts you and says, Elsa, I know what you are. What? And I know what Dallas is. He drinks everything down, every last drop and he stops and he closes his eyes and it's like he's listening to something or or maybe tasting something. And then his eyes open and he looks at you and he nods says, well, I kind of had a feeling you'd be Clan Bruja. Elsa, the uh, you're at the Elysium, and things are starting to wind down. The, the other kindred are discussing business. The prince is getting involved in politics, like princes typically do. And Dallas uh, leaves Elysium. She kind of mentions that she has something she needs to take care of, and she goes out into the night, leaving you there with uh, you know the the other kindred that you have met. What do you do?
2: Well, I. I go over to uh, the, the leader of the uh, Bruja.
1: Yeah, that'd be uh, Werner.
2: I, I'm with Werner, and I think we were just finishing up a conversation about learning uh, knowledgeable things about being a Bruja and how I'm very excited to get started. Uh, with this whole you know clan
1: and everything. right. He tells you that you know, he's going to to offer you more instruction tomorrow night since you know this is Elysium and and people have business they need to take care of so the night is limited but he can you know teach you more of the basics tomorrow night.
2: That would be wonderful.
1: And he, he says, "I will. I will send a ghoul out to the club, and you can. You know, he will. He will take you to me."
2: Well, if you're ever around our club, you're always welcome in our in our, you know, business.
1: He bows slightly to you.
2: All right. Well, I'll let you be, and then I um, try to find Sophie and that other guy. Henry? Yeah, Henry and Sophie. All
1: right. It looks like they are just talking amongst each other. You're not entirely certain they moved at all during Elysium. They're still sitting in the same chairs, and they're, they're talking to each other still. And you walk over to them, and they look at you expectantly. Uh, Sophia waves a little bit. Henry nods to you.
2: I wave back, and I was just like, well, I saw you talking to... Dallas earlier, and I... Well, I'm going to invite you over to our club when it's fresh and new, and uh, we get the lights in and everything, and take care of the rats. So whenever you're over there, um, feel free to drop by. Uh,
1: Henry nods to you and says, thank you for the invitation. When when do you anticipate the club opening?
2: I I would say in about... About uh, four more weeks. Need to take care of the lighting and get the bathroom situated and uh, all that jazz.
1: Henry thinks for a second. He says, would you like some help getting the final preparations done?
2: Oh, that would be wonderful.
1: I might be able to send a few people your way if you would give me the address and a, a good time for them to come and get to work.
2: Elsa just starts smiling. She's like, oh, of course. And then um, she sends the address. She gives them the address, and she's, you know, she's smiling at both of them. She's very excited about, her, about the new uh, lounge that her and Dallas are creating. So, um, <laughs> like... She's getting the word out there. She's like, uh, and I also will be performing there uh, once a week um, when it's open. So uh, catch me sometime singing.
1: Oh, you sing. Oh, I do. Oh, that is interesting.
2: Yeah, um, it's going to be great. And that's why the lighting is so important. Um, But... Yeah, that it's I'm very excited to uh, put it out there.
1: We will anticipate the opening. Thank you.
2: Oh and indeed we will.
1: Yeah, Elsa's all excited about opening probably the first golf club in Heidelberg.
2: Ooh I'm so excited. Um <laughs> Um but yeah, she um She'll try and strike up a conversation with them or sit down because they haven't moved. So, all
1: right. So you make small talk with them, basically.
2: Small talk. Ask like, what kind of small talk do vampires? Have?
1: So where do you haunt? <laughs> where
2: do you haunt? Like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and um, so yeah, just small talk until she decides to that she wants to leave.
1: Okay. So the the little bit of small talk that you gather from them so so Henry, Sophia and Lena the the toridor that you met they're all part of the same coterie and their their whole thing is you know business. I mean Henry being a, a venture he's he's trying to develop businesses uh, by any means necessary. Lena is more like the the looks, kind of like the 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 face, the distraction. Sophia is more of the information gatherer, while individuals are distracted. Right on. And and Sophia is pretty excited and interested in this this new technology, the uh, like around computers and mentioning things like the information superhighway and how it's going to connect the world and all all sorts of really weird kind of science fictiony crap.
2: Oh, are we getting a hacker? <laughs> Ooh.
1: And what do you mean we're getting a hacker?
2: Me and Dallas, we're getting a hacker.
1: Jesus Christ, this isn't... A- anyway, moving on. It's already done. And so you make small talk and you... Everyone decides to take their leave. So what are you going to be doing with the rest of your night? By the time uh, the Elysium is winding down, it's pr- about two in the morning.
2: I got time. Uh, God, I really want to just... um. Just one more thing, and then Elsa will leave. She wants to look over to the prince and maybe thank her again for, for you know, I guess not letting us perish by the hands of Mr. Bayonet.
1: Yeah, by the way, where is Max? You don't see him.
2: Uh, hmm, uh, don't care. <laughs> doesn't, mm-mm. I don't want to know where that
1: guy is. Uh, Who knows? So you thank the prince. The prince, she looks a little surprised that before she, you know, she returns the favor and nods to you and says, "Uh, it's not often I see such manners in someone so young. Thank you.
2: I have been raised well uh, by someone who is very dear to me. Um, And also that i hope things go well with finding whoever my sire is and um thank you very much danka
1: she nods and dismisses you
2: okay and now i'm going to leave <laughs> needed to get that off my chest
1: <laughs> all right you go out into the night and what are you going to do until sunrise
2: um, I'm feeling kind of, hung. I'm, I'm kind of, am I hungry? I don't know.
1: But you have, you have a hunger of two. So the, the beast is stirring a little bit, but it's not at the point where you're, you're desperately in need of calming it down.
2: You said there were like ghouls inside the Elysium, right?
1: Yes. And some of them are, I mean, th- there's also serving blood and, you know, if you want to drink, you can drink.
2: Yeah, I'll drink from a ghoul that's not owned by anyone.
1: <laughs> well, that's not how ghouls work, but okay.
2: Well, like people being owned by like certain vampires that might be territorial or something. I don't know.
1: Right. So the ones that are there specifically to feed from its, you know, communal. So so uh how much do you take?
2: Um, just, I want to lower my thing down by two, by
1: one. Okay. So you slake one hunger. Uh, you have one hunger remaining and you go out into the night.
2: So 2 AM Elsa's probably just walking alone by herself, probably just walking in the alleyways that are dark and not shining a light on her. Um, Cause she wants to think things over and she's thinking about the night that Gregory was at her, was at the lounge and meeting everyone at the Elysium and going over everything up until that point, thinking about what she said to Dallas about being monsters. So just thinking things over and like maybe she can learn to work with this.
1: Okay. Like kind of getting used to the idea of being a vampire and seeing at Elysium, how other vampires are surviving their night to night existence. It may not be all that bad.
2: It may not be all that bad. It may be calling her and Dallas monsters was over the top. And she thinks about Dallas and Wonders how she's doing, but doesn't think about going after her.
1: Okay. Is there a place in particular that you are headed towards, or are you just wandering the city thinking?
2: Um, she thinks for a while, and then she... The more she thinks, the more Gregory keeps popping up in her brain, so she's she knows it's late, so she she's going to go she's going to go i guess to the university and just like i don't i don't think she brought the key with her but she's just going to go there and and like what's the word have nostalgia or something
1: yes you'll you'll go and think about days gone by She
2: kind of has like a few tears running down her cheek and she she's thinking of something that's very that's going to be detrimental to her life because something that's important to her and keeping Gregory safe. So um, she is actually going to go to Gregory's house which is not far from the university. And she's not going to, she's not going to like approach him or anything. She's just going to try and find a way to like, see if he's awake or something. Like, look, look at the, his window and see what's, if it's on or something.
1: Okay. So you, you go to, to, the window of his apartment where he lives and it's it's dark. I mean, it is very, very late at night and he's probably sleeping inside there.
2: Okay. So she notices that the the, the window is dark and just kind of stands outside for maybe 10 to 20 minutes before turning around and leaving.
1: Okay. Okay. And is this the point where you go back to the the club, your haven?
2: Yeah, but she's gonna take her time. She's gonna, she's not gonna like immediately walk back. She's gonna go around corners and just reminisce, and you know, thinking of ways to bring up conversations next time Dallas is at the lounge. So.
1: All right. And eventually you make your way to the club and you, you go in and there it is. Uh, The downstairs is coming along. There's still a lot of work to be done, but you know, Henry seemed nice enough to offer some extra hands. So things might be done a lot sooner than anticipated.
2: Elsa's just going to start singing to herself.
1: As you, as you do that for a few minutes, uh, the phone rings.
2: Oh, Uh, and, um, she, that kind of just snaps her out of her, out of her daze. And then she goes over and picks up the phone. Uh, hello.
1: So you pick up the phone and on the other line is, uh, Christina, Christina's voice. And she's Elsa, Elsa, are you awake? Christina. Oh, hi. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's so late, but No, I, no, no, no. Don't worry about this. What what's
2: wrong? Why why are you shaking?
1: I I I didn't know who else to call. Um I I I think I need help. Where are you? I'm I'm at home. Um uh, Paul and I had a fight. Oh.
2: Okay. Well, I'll be right there. Okay? Don't don't leave, okay? I'll be right there.
1: It's so late. Are you Are you sure?
2: Yeah, I I'm having a hard time sleeping, and I just I I just couldn't sleep. So it's it's going to be okay. You just stay there, and I'll I'll be on my way, okay?
1: Why don't I come to you? I have a car.
2: No, 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 no. It's okay. I I am perfectly capable. Uh, I have a friend who stays up all night and I can get there very quickly so I've, I want you to be safe and comfortable
1: okay okay I'll be, I'll be here
2: okay um and she's gonna hang up the phone immediately like grab her grab the keys grab like a grab anything that's important and then she's gonna uh, not lock the door because I don't think Dallas has a key, but
1: <laughs> we can say Dallas has a key.
2: Now, Dallas, Dallas has a key, so she locks the door and then her back, she puts her backpack on. And then, how fast can Elsa run?
1: Well, you can leap pretty goddamn far.
2: I'm gonna leap, I'm gonna leap to my friend. <laughs>
1: You can leap from rooftop to rooftop and get there faster than most cars can.
2: Okay, so yeah, she's gonna um, she's gonna go into an alleyway where it's dark, and then she's gonna leap on top of the rooftops and just go. Poof, poof, poof.
1: Excellent. So you eventually get to Christina's apartment building. Are you? How are you going to to? Uh, well, it's one of those ones where the door you have to be buzzed in. Uh, you also know which window is hers. So which, which way are you going to get in?
2: I'm going to say it's going to take like, like either five to 10 minutes, 10 minutes to get to her house. And it's been probably been like only five minutes for me to for Elsa to get to her house. So she's going to wait like five more minutes to make it seem like she actually got a car ride. So Christina's like, wow, you're fast. No, I'm not. Um, So she's going to watch the apartment from where she is and see, like, just kind of watch it. And then before approaching, so wait five minutes and then approach. And you said there was like a, like a apartment, the apartment numbers or something.
1: Yeah, you have to, it's one of those ones where you, you find the apartment number and you push the, the button and you have to get buzzed in by the, by the occupant.
2: Okay. I have one of those. Um, I'm going to call her on the box and then. Yeah.
1: So you tell her that you're here and she buzzes you in and you go up to her apartment.
2: I run up the stairs, running up the stairs. Um,
1: Yeah. And she lets you into her apartment. The lights are on. There's a, you know, there's, there's coffee brewing uh, in the kitchen and she let you in and she goes to sit down on her sofa and she looks like she's been crying like a lot her eyes are red her face is all puffy she has uh her sweater is on and it it actually it looks like it's uh got some it's got some tears in it and you see like on on the side of her neck and a little up on her cheek is this bright purple bruising
2: what the fuck no so (laughs) hell no, Elsa's gonna She when she opens the door, she just immediately hugs her, and she just, she's like, oh it's okay, like she's comforting her, she's she's like cooing her, and like, just rubbing her hair and, but like, she pulls back and she notices the bruise, and she's like, what's the fuck? Who did this?
1: She, uh Christina, she just kind of like falls into your arms, sags into your arms more. And she's crying. She's, it was, Paul got just so mad. And I, I've never seen him like that before. And he, he he left. He's not here. Mm." Just kind of stammering in between tears and sobs.
2: Yeah, she's going to rub her back, bring her to the couch, sit her down, like, just hold her and rub, like, rub her hair and, like, just comfort her in any way that she can. And Elsa, like, is, like, fuming, um, fuming.
1: This is one of your ties to your humanity. This is a violation. This is...
2: Nothing but rage. Like, oh yeah, like nothing. And she pulls back again. She's like, "Do you want me to get you a cup of coffee with that, or water? Let me get you some water first. How about both? Both is both sounds great, right?"
1: She 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 nods. Okay,
2: and then she's gonna go to the go to the kitchen, grab a cup of coffee, some water, and then she's gonna take both cups and put them down on the coffee table and. Rub her back some more, and she's like, "I'm, I'm so sorry. God, I'm so sorry for introducing you to that stupid asshole."
1: No, it's 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 not your fault, Pete. Uh, we were out, and I I had seen a, a coworker of mine, and we talked, and he, I, I don't know. I guess maybe I I could have been like flirting with him a little too much so it's 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 okay this is
2: this is not your fault I do you do you know where he lives or you know maybe we can put in the police report this is like I pull like I sweep her hair back and I look at the we're not
1: we're not calling the police and she's saying that as you're looking at the bruise and it's it's pretty fresh and it's pretty I mean, from the looks of this, like, she got hit pretty hard. And there might be some, well, you know what? Why don't you give me an investigation role using your composure?
2: Do not mistake my composure for ease. Um, uh, okay, so five, five, two, eight.
1: Okay, so one success. That's enough. Uh, From the the looks of the bruising, it looks like not only was she hit, but it looks like some of those bruises are from like strangulation.
2: Fucking Elsa like is fucking pissed. And she You're
1: barely holding on to your rage, right? Barely,
2: like, I'm probably I'm like keeping my her hands, Elsa's keeping her hands away from the bruise, but like her like her fingers tighten up a little in Christina's hair, not to like pull on it, but just gripping her hair. And she's like, are you sure? These look like he looked, this looks like he strangled you. This is what it looks like. This is, this is abuse beyond by any means. And there's no excuse for this, Christina. We have, we have to do you, we can do this together, okay? We can go to the police. We, we're not going to make a big deal out of it. We can make sure that you're taken care of.
1: No, I don't want the police involved, okay? It's just going to make things worse, and it's... It's... It's, it's just going to make things worse, okay?
2: Or she's going to go to the fridge, and then, like... the Do they have ice... Like how do they have the ice trays and everything? Or,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, you get like those metal ice trays. You could probably find like an ice pack for her.
2: I'm gonna get, bring back an ice pack and put it on her tenderly and just give it to her. And um, she's like, "Well, I respect your decision, but this is if." If you need to hide, I, Gregory and I have been working together to open a lounge. And it's going to be a great lounge. And I'm going to be singing at it. So... And, like, she immediately thinks about how uh, Leon was towards Gregory. But, like, she doesn't even care because there's no other... She feels like there's no other way to protect Christina. But... Yeah, she thinks about it. She's like, if you need to hide, the lounge has an upstairs bedroom, and you can stay there for a few nights, if that if that makes you comfortable.
1: I, I don't want to impose. What? I'm I'm sorry. It's so late. What what are what are you going to do, Elsa? Do you do you want to stay here uh, for the night? Go home in the morning? Uh, what's what should we do? I
2: can... I... I can I can call Gregory. There's a better option if you don't want to leave. Um, we can call Gregory and he can come over. He sees you like a second daughter. Okay? And that... I think that would be ideal because Gregory is, th- feels, you know... He's this you're very important to him just as much as I am, and it wouldn't bother him at all to be awake at you know two thirty, three o'clock. It's like three a.m, right?
1: It's like sliding. It's close to four a.m. at this point. Uh, sunrise is in about maybe two and a half to three hours.
2: how about How about we call Gregory, okay? I, it'll be okay. He's not going to get angry. He's totally fine. I've had, you know, bad nights and before, and he's been awake the whole night. And, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. We can call him, and maybe you can stay at his
1: house. She sniffles a little bit. She wipes her nose. She nods without saying anything. And then, then she stops, and she looks over at you. She says where have you where did you go tonight why are you all dressed up
2: oh um god I must have I fell in I fell asleep in this um me and a, a new friends we went out uh, it was kind of like a like a celebration um because I went there to you know advertise my new lounge and it was really cool but it was like really late in the night and God, you know, I'm, you know, but, yeah, I just fixed my makeup up before I came here, and, um, so, yeah, don't I look dashing, stunning, you know, dashing and stunning?
1: She shrugs.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought so, I thought she would, uh, say that, um, but, you know... Oh I'm so glad to see you. I know I've been so busy with the club and uh, just trying to figure things out with Gregory and but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're alive. And
1: thank, thank you.
2: This isn't okay, but I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, and
1: so, so uh, you're getting Christina to give Gregory a call.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give him give her his number. Or no, I'm going to actually call Gregory myself.
1: Okay. So you the phone rings and and after a few rings Gregory picks up and he's obviously been woken up by the phone. Hello? Gregory? Elsa?
2: Hi. Hello.
1: <laughs> Elsa, it's what time is it?
2: It's it's very late and I'm sorry to wake you but we have an emergency. And then I explain oh, what happened? I explain everything that happened to Christina.
1: I'll be right over.
2: Yep, and then um they ha- she hangs up the phone and smiles at Christina. She's like, "He'll be right over, okay? Do you need anything else like, you know, more more water, more coffee?"
1: She looks like she's about to answer you And then there's a loud knock at the door
2: Ah, oh, fuck <laughs> That's not Gregory and,
1: and, and You hear a, a a man's voice From the other side It's like, Christina, open this door right now And she's like, oh shit, it's Paul
2: You you need to hide You need to hide in your bedroom right now What, what are we going to do? I will take care of this Do you trust me?
1: But my best she, friend. She she nods a little bit, and she's like, "Just he's 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 been drinking tonight."
2: Yeah, I'm aware. Um, but go hide, please, and I will take care of this.
1: Okay, yeah, she's really scared. She's not going to argue with you. She just kind of goes and locks herself in her bedroom.
2: Yep. Yeah, all right. So, put on monster pants. Let's go monster pants like yeah what <laughs> put like like not big girl pants but monster pants vampire oh, put on my big vampire pants let's go i'm ready to duel
1: all right so you you put on your big vampire pants and you go to <laughs> answer the door
2: um yeah but i'm not i've decided last minute that i'm not going to fight him because that would be showing my real abilities um I'm just gonna politely open the door and smile. Okay,
1: well, we'll see what happens.
2: Gonna <laughs> open the door and smile.
1: You open up the door and it is Paul, and he definitely looks like he's had quite a few drinks, actually. And you open up the door, and he looks a little surprised to see you, and he's really, he, he's really drunk. He's like, "Ah, Christina, you got fat."
2: Yes, oh, God, glad you noticed. Um, Would you mind fucking off, motherfucker?
1: Hey, "Hey, fuck you, and he's trying to like push his way past you. He's like, where the hell's Christina?
2: She's not here. And then she just pushes him, like, just uses a tiny little bit of her, like, strength just to push him into the wall, like, that's across the hall.
1: So, so... Uh, the blood being what it is and it matures with age and use Uh, I are you you're not trying to use your full strength is that right
2: no I'm actually trying to hide it because I'm in a public space and Christina's like close so Elsa does not want her knowing how powerful Elsa is
1: okay well if you if you ever want to, to activate your new potence power you just let me know all right so give me a strength roll. I don't think you have any brawl, so just roll straight strength substituting one hunger die. Uh 5 and a 9. All right, you got one success. So you you shove him, not not enough to like knock him off his feet or, you know, get him out of the doorway, but he does he does take a step back and he just looks at you like you must have lost your mind. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and he is not in his right mind
2: you know i just i just keep smiling and i'm like you know vance let's have a chat like and maybe use manipulation on him <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like i yeah i just want him to be calm and you know collective
1: and actually are, are you trying to be extra charming and persuasive to him?
2: Yeah. Is there a way to, like, convince him if I succeed to make him go outside and just walk until I find him later and just fucking eat him? Not eat him. I don't want to kill him, but just like...
1: Let's see. So you do have presence. You have the power of awe and the power of daunt awe is attractive. Daunt uh, makes you more intimidating.
2: Let's be more intimidating. But in a nice way.
1: So you can smile sweetly at him and you want to activate Daunt?
2: Yeah. This this smile is unnerving. This, this smile is, is very off-putting. I should not be smiling in the face of a stupid drunk man, but Whatever. All right. You
1: yeah. know. So let's see here. What you can do is uh, this is a it's a free power and you add your presence rating to any intimidation roles that you want to make. So you are trying to get this guy to go away.
2: Yeah. Trying to make him leave. Try to make him like, whoa, like just kind of freaked out.
1: All right, so I want you to roll your Resolve plus Intimidation and add your Presence to it. So you don't have Intimidation as a skill, but you have two dots in Presence, and you have three in Resolve. So that's going to be five dice total, and substitute one of those dice for a Hunger Die.
0: Two, five,
2: three, uh, nine,
1: six... You smile sweetly at him, then also kind of create this aura of menace around you. Kind of you know letting him know that if he were to try something it would turn out very poorly for him and he he looks at you as you do this and he, you can see he's like a little visibly shaken and his first reaction is to try to hit you let's see he has to roll he has to roll a resolve and composure roll to even try to commit violence against you so we're going to see if he succeeds oh wrong move sweetheart wow he takes a swing at you
2: oh come on
1: all right so what i want you to do uh, this is going to be an opposed role. so y- are you going to fight back? or Are you gonna try to dodge out of the way?
2: God damn it, I really want to break his arm, but <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna deflect or defend or dodge.
1: All right, so give me a, let's see, so that's gonna be dexterity. and let's see. There's no dodge skill anymore. Wow. So like wits and athletics, but all you have is one dot. Uh yeah. No!
2: Oh god! I'm gonna look like a loser.
1: Well, just roll it. It's a hunger die too.
2: I'm over this. I'm over it. I'm one.
1: (laughs) It's a one. You rolled a one on a hunger die, so that's a bestial failure.
2: God damn it! Now I'm really gonna fucking eat him. What is he just punches me like like I'm a regular human mortal? Like...
1: So let's see. So normally that would do about three levels of damage, but since you are a vampire, you take half of that. Let's see, rounding down, so you only take one level of superficial damage. Like he, he swings at you hard, but you barely feel it. Your your dead skin is a lot more resilient than that of a mortal. So he's a little bit surprised that you you took his punch, and th- then the the beast rises and you want to hurt him. I, mm, mm,
2: mm. Um, if he punched me in the face, I'm just going to look back at him and be like, and with a, with a wide Joker smile and be like, I suggest you leave. <laughs> that was her laughing.
1: <laughs> That's kind of creepy. All right. Uh, what do you do? Does that affect him at all? Well, he does take a step back because Daunt is still active
2: hmm And I take a step forward. And what happens? Does he take does it does he move back at all?
1: Give me another resolve and intimidation roll. So that's three, four, five dice.
2: Okay. So one, eight, eight, six, two.
1: So wow, three successes. You scared the shit out of this guy.
2: And then I spit blood at him.
1: Oh, hold on a second. Okay, so you're under the effects of a compulsion because of your bestial failure. No! Yeah, you want to harm him, so you uh, you intimidate him, and okay, so the compulsion ends when you incapacitate, destroy, or drive away a target.
2: So driving away so, a target.
1: Yes, so you rolled three dice to intimidate him, and he, so he shows up, you get you look all scary at him. He he punches you. You aren't even phased by it. You start giggling and moving towards him and he just kind of turns tail and runs away.
2: So and then I just um I step out of the hallway and I watch him run and I'm just standing there like the fucking ring girl and like um just making sure he actually leaves the building.
1: Some part of you is just kind of like you get this urge. It's like, destroy him. He's hurting your friend.
2: I am going to destroy him later. He is just a mortal. So when he's gone, um, I go back into Christina, Christine's, um, Christine's apartment, you know, quietly. Christina's God. I can't remember my best friend's name. Christina's uh room, I quietly shut the door and I, you know, um I open up Christina's door and I'm like, sweetie, it's okay.
1: All right, so you knock on uh Christina's bedroom door and she lets you in. She says, Is he gone?
2: Yep, he's he's gone. It's okay.
1: How did you get him to leave?
2: You know, I just I just kind of just talked to him and, you know, he was really groggy. And I think he, he might've been drinking like more and more. And, you know, I told him that you weren't here and he just, you know, he yelled at me, of course, cause he's a dick hole, but, um, you know, a real pain in the ass. Uh, but he just left, you know, and, God, he threatened me to punch me in the face, but you know,
1: he, yeah, it's fine.
2: Um, so, so
1: she she thanks you, and she I looks her. very relieved. She hugs back.
2: God, I hug her really tightly, <laughs> trying not to hurt her, and uh, just kind of hoping that Gregory gets here soon.
1: So, after a little bit of time, the the intercom buzzes
2: okay and i let christina handle that
1: right it's gregory and she buzzes him in and after a minute or so he's up at the door and comforting christina and you too
2: yeah oh god you know that was just really scary i just didn't god and i am furious i'm more furious than scared right now it's
1: Gregory nods that you also he kind of agrees with how you're feeling, and he tells Christina to, to pack a bag for a couple of days. She's going to be staying with him, uh, so for safety.
2: Yes, okay.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, Christina's not going to argue with that, and so she goes and packs a bag. And while she's packing, Gregory uh, makes sure that you're okay. Says you, you got him to leave.
2: I don't know how I did that. He I just kind of yelled at him and said that Christina wasn't here and he I guess he believed it. He was so drunk and he he smelled it was awful.
1: Well, if he tries to bother Christina again, he's going to have to deal with both of us.
2: Yeah. He will, he'll deal with both of us. But uh she gives Gregory a hug and she She's like, I'm, I'm glad to see you under such troubling, uh, you know, circumstances.
1: Yeah, he, he hugs you back and he's like, well, and he looks at his watch. I mean, at this point, you're watching, after we settle in, Christina, do you want to go grab some coffee and chat over breakfast? What time is it? it I mean, it's going to be daylight in maybe about another hour and a half.
2: Um, you know what? Uh, maybe tomorrow night. Um, I have to get back to the lounge. Uh, I don't know if my partner is there yet. Um, I don't want to leave it alone. So,
1: yeah, he nods knowingly when you say the word partner.
2: Uh huh. Oh, God, and no, don't get that out of your heads, please. God, Gregory
1: um I tell you, it's okay, Elsa.
2: No, we're not that kind of partnership. God, she's she's straight. I I saw it. We we went out one night in a in a stupid club with rocker kids and you know big bearded muscular men, and it was
1: yeah, that's that's not jealousy at all, Elsa.
2: I didn't like how the place smelled. Sorry not my kind of thing with the leather and the tobacco and the smoke and, you know, stuff. So she she makes a face disgruntled and she's like, I have to go. Um, but I'm glad you're watching over Christine, Christina and uh, tomorrow night we can definitely get coffee. I'll, I'll call
1: you. He nods and says, I, I look forward to it.
2: Great! And, um... She sees Christina come out of her room with her suitcase and she hugs Christina and tightly and she's like, You're going to be okay. Gregory is the best person that has come into our lives and it'll it'll be okay.
1: So she she nods and she's, she's dressed herself up a little more. Like she has like a, a a scarf around the bruises and she's put some, some makeup on covering things up and she has her bag and she thanks you very much. And her and Gregory go to leave and you leave too, because she has to lock the place up.
2: Mm -hmm. So we, you know, I part ways with them once, you know, Gregory, they get into the car and they drive off and, stuff like that. And I said, I could, I'll, you know, I got my driver, my friend who's up all night. So.
1: Yeah. So you, they drive off and you head back to the club.
2: Still very intent on giving this guy a what for,
1: or do you want to take a detour?
2: Fuck. It's like an hour. I'm not going to have time or maybe I will.
1: I don't know. We'll see. All right. You want to find them? You want to find them? Okay. Let's go find them.
2: Find us an asshole.
1: (laughs) So I, (laughs) Oh yeah. So (laughs) I want you to give me a resolve and investigation roll to see if you can track this asshole. So for you, your resolve in investigation pool is five dice. And don't forget to substitute one of those for hunger.
2: So one, two, one, five, five.
1: Did you get no successes? Was any of those ones on the hunger die?
2: I think the the two was the hunger die.
1: Okay. So what you could do is you could actually spend a point of superficial willpower and reroll three of those dice if you'd like.
2: Yeah, let's do that. That's better. Uh, eight, three, six.
1: All right, two successes. You actually manage, after you leave uh, Christina's apartment and after Christina and Gregory head on off to Gregory's place, you start stalking the streets. Uh, The the guy smelled strongly of alcohol. It's not that difficult for you with your vampire senses to, to seek out a mortal. And eventually... After about maybe about 20 minutes of, of searching around the area, you come across, there's Paul. He's standing in an alleyway. He's got one hand up against one of the walls. He's bent over and it looks like he's peeing in the alleyway while he's muttering angrily to himself. That like, fucking bitch Just Try to scare me. <laughs>
2: I'm going to start singing.
1: Okay.
2: I'm going to start singing down the alleyway and
1: just... Are you just singing or using your presence or anything
2: like that? I'm I'm announcing my presence, but I just... That's how I'm announcing myself to him because I want him to notice where I am.
1: All right. So you just start singing while you slowly walk down the alleyway towards him. A creepy German lullaby. Okay. And you start doing that and he looks up from his business and he sees you and he just he's like, what the f- fuck is wrong with you?
2: In the middle of his fucking sentence, I'm just gonna speed run in front of him, like right up to his face and like grab his arm and fucking break it in half, like break his arm.
1: Oh shit. So do you want to activate prowess? Yes. Give me a rouse check. I don't want to kill him that's okay you can hurt him without killing him fucking
2: hurt him as a warning and yeah so prowess is one die
1: yeah roll it's a rouse check so roll one one die and tell me what you rolled
2: I swear to god
1: I got a four your hunger increases as the beast sees that you're about to hurt this person and just yells in the back of your head, yes, yes. Rip him open and drain him dry.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I ignore that part and just fucking. All
1: right. So your, your prowess is activated. So you're rolling your strength plus brawl plus potence. So for you, that's four dice total and substitute two of those dice for hunger dice. Actually, one of them, because the hunger doesn't increase it. Substitute one of those dice for hunger dice.
2: Um, I'm gonna break his arm and just break every bone down that arm.
1: All right, give me a roll. One seven,
2: three seven.
1: You got two successes. Okay, so the alleyway is filled with the sounds of Paul's screams as you grab his wrist and just snap it effortlessly with one hand, and then you take your other hand and grab his upper arm, and then you just snap that easily, twisting his arm in an impossible direction as he's like screaming and, and shouting angrily, which eventually kind of fades into really scared sobbing because you just snapped his arm in two places effortlessly. I'm going to push him to the, to the ground as he's sobbing. So you, you push him and his pants were, were kind of down around his knees. So he loses his balance and he slips and he falls in the puddle of his own piss as he looks up at you with just this look of horror and fear on his face.
2: And I kneel down daintily and I whispered to him, if you ever approach Christina again, I will fucking eat you. And no one will remember your name. Are we clear?
1: He closes his mouth. He he nods very, very quickly.
2: Oh, I'm so glad you agree. And then I'm just going to punch him in the mouth and just walk around the alleyway until I'm out of sight of him and leap up into the rooftop and make my way Back to the lounge
0: before sunrise. The In Vein podcast is a proud member of the NerdSmith network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs.
1: Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. We gotta jump it. I'm sorry.
0: What do you do? What do you mean jump it? Do a wild jump? You're
1: gonna kill I don't us all. have a choice. Oh, I'm no, sorry. This
0: isn't good. You know what happened last time.
1: If we're not. I gotta go. Sorry. Oh. Hold on, guys. We're taking fire. Land is near a hospital. Hold on. Like what you hear? This is a small sample of the action and excitement that awaits you every Monday on the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Download us on your favorite podcast app and join us for space opera, action, adventure, and lots and lots of console cleaning. Let the chaos begin.
2: Now we can
1: be found as part of the NerdSmith Podcast Network. Find us at nerdsmith.org.